0: Hello everyone, I hope you are keeping well. Welcome to another episode of the Middle Age Gaming Podcast, the number one show where we talk about games, gaming philosophy, predictions and pretty much everything under the sun. Your hosts are Adam, Korean, Antoine and Phil. Pretty much whoever can be there for the show because as you know, middle age gamers are busy. We have family, commitments, work and so many other things. Enough said. Let's get on Good with the morning, show. Good morning, Middle Age Gamers. My name is Krian, and today I'm just here with Antoine. There's just the two of us because we are busy people. Adam is teaching. Phil is probably taking a rest. But we are back with some gaming news, gaming talk, gaming topics. And that's what we're going to get in today. There is no video today, and I'd like to apologize for that because Adam has a wonderful streaming setup with camera angles and all that stuff, and I tried to figure it out. But this week is particularly busy for me because we're launching a new product at the company I'm working for. So we are just doing this as, as an audio version, but it, it's still going to sound good. So the way today is going to work is uh, we're going to talk about games we were playing. Then we will get into today's topic because it is Black History Month. And we're going to talk about representation in gaming. Uh, it doesn't have to be color. It can be language, culture, something like that. We'll
1: get into some news and then we'll be done. So Antoine, tell us what you've been playing recently. Alright, uh, so recently, and you may have heard me in the previous forecast talking about it, I have been playing Far Cry 6 because I I always liked the Far Cry series and I think you yourself, Korean, have played uh, most of them, if not all of them and I really wanted to see if Far Cry 6 is not the Far Cry too much because they barely change the formula on each and every Far Cry. To me it was boring like it's a triple a and i can feel that i believe it's ubisoft who created this franchise and honestly it's such can you say a blatant fragrant copy and paste from the five that it loses all of the joy that you could have playing this game you're like i'm playing the five with a reskin as a a 20 Cuba these days, if Fidel Castro was still uh, in power. So the only good thing I really found about this game was the the Latino music. I really like the, the the soundtrack on this game. Honestly, that was really good, and that's what kept me playing until the end. Apart from that, I was very disappointed, and that's why I I'm not gonna play. I want to say I'm not gonna play many uh, AAA this year. But of course, uh, we are in February. That means that. Horizon Forbidden West is coming out very soon, and this one I'm gonna play. And if I don't know if the first one was an indie game, or at least Guerrilla was not super famous, but right now we all have our eyes on it, and we're all expecting a lot of it. And I hope that this is not gonna be the downfall of this game because I really want to have the same sensation and um, you know like the wow factor that I had in the first game. Honestly, I don't think it's gonna be as good. It's a bit like Symptastic, the first one, the second one is good as well. It's just I lost this war wow factor, so I'm afraid of this for this uh, second. Uh, we'll see, but at least if you haven't played Far Cry, you can play it, of course. But I really recommend you wait for uh, I don't know, free DLC or a super you know, big discount on a Steam sale or something because the full price for this game does not worth it. At least in Far Cry, uh, Far Cry 5, they add the at least they give you a very surprising ending, which makes you want to buy new Eden after because you want to see what's happening after the apocalypse. Here, I oh know. In the six you can every mission, every time you see the story, you're like, Yeah, no more is gonna happen. And there's no surprise. You Yeah, it's just not written well, not well made, and not fun. Sorry about this, yeah. I'm I'm not grumpy. I might sound very negative and all. I don't want to. But this one, yeah, no, I just have no choice. It's a no. And I saw an IGN it was an 8 out of 10. I was like, what the hell? That's that's not possible. Am I the only one thinking this, this game is a ripoff? We're talking about ripoff recently. It is a ripoff of the five. I'm very sorry. It's just not a good game. Anyway, <laughs> what about Ukraine? Have you played the six or?
0: Oh, no, I was going to ask you, you something. What specifically did you play this week? What part of Fire Cry 6? What mission uh, were you
1: doing or, or something like that? The end. So I don't want to spoil it because it's a fairly new game. But in the structure, it's exactly like the five. You have the big bad guy and you have his three lieutenant, which means it's splitted in three main regions. And once you have done the three main regions, then it's uh, up to hunt the bad guy. And so that's what I was doing. The battle for, for Esperanza, which is the capital of Yara, which is uh, the, the island's name, which basically is Cuba anyway. But yeah, that's it. I just uh, finished the game, and I was like uh, finishing, and I was like, Meh, not gonna play this one again. And disappointed, I spent so much money on it. I bought it at a discount, of course. I waited for the Steam sales, and even in discount, I was wasting my money.
0: Now, I think you're very much like my older brother who. Like when he games, he likes to play, or even TV shows, he likes something new all the time. Like me, I can do like a, like you described Far Cry 6 and the repetition. Like I for me, if I play it, I'll probably enjoy it a lot because I don't really, even if the story is the same or anything, because when I play games, my brain is just switched off. I don't care. It's just shoot, shoot, kill, kill. So I'm looking forward to playing it uh, as well. It's on my list of things to buy uh, at some point. But no, yeah, I play all the Far Crys, you're right enjoyed every single one of them even though like you said the stories are pretty much the same they're always like revenge stories in a sense
1: yeah true they really they are really lazy in a sense they know that the title Far Cry is gonna sell you know why buzzer yeah because
0: they know there's people like me who will keep buying Far Cry's and who will keep playing them because for, for people like me we just the story like you already have talked about this in the podcast with Adam. Story doesn't matter a whole lot to me. I just like the action.
1: I understand. But even in the action, they didn't change much from the five. They added a backpack, which can be fun, even though I found the inventory and the weapons they can unlock not especially good. Like from start to finish, I play with the same, they call it the Supremo, which is a backpack with different uh, power, if you will. But. I started with one, which was already very good and overpowered, and I f- did the whole game with it, and I never tried any of the uh, six or seven you can unlock because, well, there's no need, really. Well,
0: so, you- I, I, and I agree with that. Like that is, uh, I will agree with you on that point. When games have all these cool weapons, but you only can use these two because they are the best or the, the best choice, that is just bad game design, and, and I dislike that.
1: Honestly... I'm really seeing Ubisoft banking on their franchise, doing minimal work very likely with a skeleton crew, and that's not fun for me. You have franchises which reinvent themselves every time. And even, take GTA, I haven't played much GTA, but every single them is the same, and yet they find a way to make it different to keep the player entertained, Um, even graphically. There's a world of difference between 3, 4, and 5. Here, okay, I might be biased, but I don't feel there was much improvement between uh, 5 and 6, to be honest. Really, I really it, it's nice, but it's not, wow, that's fantastic, that's cyberpunk. No, it's, it's really not that, not that good. I think for
0: graphically, right, I'm going to be the devil's advocate, is that... From what I know with 5 and 6 is you need to have the requisite graphics card. Uh, you got to have RTX on. you got to have DLSS on if you're with NVIDIA. And I think a lot of people, of course, with graphics card shortages, haven't been able to get that sort of high-end graphics card where you can get 4K, you can get RTX on, you can get DLSS on, and get that sort of supreme visual difference.
1: So yes, it's- but... Yeah. Um, the, the stuff is that I think even with the best gear around my gear isn't that bad but I feel that I'm already pushing the game into not ultra but already high graphics it's, it's not ugly by any means but it's not like I have a 3080 uh, RTX playing cyberpunk and it's gonna be absolutely beautiful in every corner even if I had a, gra- a much better graphic card a much better computer I don't feel that this game get, can provide a much better resolution. Or, and even though I don't think it would mask the emptiness of the script and uh-huh. the gameplay behind, that's that problem. You must have played L. Yes, yes, of course. It's one, re- one different region every time and yet it's always different, and it's the same series and the same franchise. I don't know what Elder Scrolls Six is going to give us, but I'm sure it's going to be totally different from Skyrim, which was totally different from Oblivion, while staying in the same universe. And see, there's there's a sense of, yes, you can keep... It's all right to keep the, the main point of the series, but make it so that I don't see... That you just copy-pasted the previous game. Please. <laughs> What's the point? You, you really... think this comes they, down they... to personality types, maybe. Maybe, but the problem here, they lost a customer. Me, never buy Fakre again. Unless they make massive changes. I'm not playing this game anymore. It's exactly the same. Three, four, five, it's always the same. So at some point, thank you, but... I had this soup five times. Uh, I'm not hungry anymore, thank you. I'm going to try the other restaurant over there. Let me ask you a question, right? Do you ever binge watch TV? Binge watch, not that much. Only if there's like a series which grabbed me on the first episode and then I'm going to watch two or three, maybe for a week maximum. With the kids and everything, I just don't have that much time. So I don't binge. In the sense of you might watch a
0: series there might be 10 seasons and you'll just watch like this series for like two, three, four Oh months. no
1: oh no never no, no if i watch some as i said my time is very limited and i don't watch tv that much so if i watch something it has to be exceptional like the beginning of game yes. of thrones or something which really grips me and if it's some random series just to pass time no, i'll stop after the first exactly so
0: that's what i no. figured as well like for me listeners would have heard i I will watch, I regularly watch the Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Every few years, I'll watch season one through season seven for like months. Because even though I've already seen it, and like, Jesus, I've already seen, that would be 144 episodes, six or seven times in my life, but I still like it. It's <laughs> like the idea of like comfort food or comfort TV or comfort gaming.
1: I absolutely understand when I was uh, much, much younger, I would watch Friends all the time, even though I have already watched the episode all the time, I already watched them. And uh, my wife would have watched uh, Sex and the City a lot. It's just a question of time, and we just don't have that much time anymore. Of course. <laughs> not that we're complaining, yeah, it's just uh, different priorities. But uh, binging TV at this time, just feel like I could use my time better.
0: Yeah, yeah no, and, and, and like I said, like you've got kids. Like For me, I watch TV not that much maybe 30 minutes at night and like adam adam doesn't watch any tv at all which is why he gets to play more games than us so that's just like you said everyone has different priorities okay that is your take on far cry 6 you've finished what are you going to play next oh
1: um uh, forbidden west eh?
0: but do on. you have a playstation 5
1: no but i have a 4 and it is released on 4
0: oh okay okay so that'll be interesting so you'll be playing on four yes. and we'll be playing
1: on five it'll be interesting to compare the difference well i'm sure it will be only graphic difference and the loading time i will have loading time you won't have any <laughs>
0: sure okay <laughs> and so did you already buy it are you buying the oh, digital yeah. version or the physical
1: digital and for me i hate buying before the release and everything and just for this one because the first game moved me so much that I actually made a series. If you haven't downloaded it on YouTube yet, uh, go and uh, check the... But yeah, it's just, I loved it so much. I had to, even if it's a crap game, I will see. It's the same as The Last of Us. The Last of Us one was so fantastic. I would feel like it's a disrespect to the work of the studio behind if I don't pre-purchase the two because I'm just so much into the first one. I think they made such a, a fantastic I just keep funding them. I will say it, Last of Us, I would say Horizon, I would say Sud- of course I don't know what the quality of number 2 will be and Number uh, Last of Us 2 is not as good as the 1, Subnautica 2 is not as good as the first, maybe Horizon is not going to be as good as the first, we'll see, it's alright because they deserve that I give them money for this. Well, after if they do a third opus which is worse than the first two no, forget me but at least in that sense, they wow me enough for me to say yes. Take my money; you deserve it. You de- you really brightened my life in this first opus. I give you another chance to give to brighten my life in the second one.
0: That's very well put. So for yeah. me, I've been like like talking about comfort gaming. I've been playing the Division Two. Tom is the Division Two, which I finished a year ago, two years ago when it came out, and. I don't remember what I was playing before that, but I was like, I want to play something action-oriented. And when you bought The Division 2, when it came out two, three years ago, you got the first year's DLC free. And It might have been like on a December sale or something. I bought the second year's DLC together and I played that. And I'm doing, I don't know if you've ever watched the very famous Indonesian movie, The Raid.
1: I heard about it, but I didn't see it.
0: So basically it's this police officer stuck in an apartment building, uh, and he has to fight his way up floors, and they have this sort of idea in the division where you're in a 100 floor apartment building. You have to kill everybody going up to the 100th floor, which is what I have been doing for the last two to three weeks. I'm on floor 57. Ah, oh, yes, like Judge Dread, exactly. Like Judge Dredd had a similar move in the movie with Carl Urban. Yeah, and that's just pretty much I've been doing. You'd hate it because it's very much repetition. Go to the floor. There's no story in this part. It's just kill everybody get new gear, go to the next floor. And that's what I have been doing for 57 (laughs) floors because that works for my weird brain and personality who likes
1: it. It's all right. Everybody has different tastes. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought uh, The Division was uh, an online team player-based game. Is it a solo solo?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. You can play solo, totally. I play once a week with a friend of mine over here in Taiwan. And yeah, but I've been doing the apartment building by myself because he is... Ah, uh, very much like you and Adam, which are not big repetition fans. So, yeah, and I've been having fun, and I'm probably gonna keep playing it until because the the game Sifu came out yesterday or two days yeah, ago, so. and it's really hard. So I was like, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll get that, but no, too hard for me. I don't know. As as soon as something's like on the radar, I'm like, this is probably gonna be good then I will give it a go. Until then, I'll be playing The Division 2, and I have a list of games that I should be playing. Uh, and I tried uh, MechWarrior 5 on the weekend with my younger brother, and that was really cool because single-player, I didn't like it because the battles were too slow, but multiplayer is much more fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm enjoying that as
1: well. It's uh, it's ex- uh, actually an idea I put to, uh, to Adam before, but we'll see what happens in the future of the show. But I was mentioning that maybe for a certain period of time, we can drop the forecast and maybe change and uh, play the three of us or if it comes the four of us, uh, do a multiplayer game show like Valorant or Apex. Or yeah, you Fortnite mentioned it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm
0: totally down with that. But
1: yeah, so maybe it would be fun, you know, to spend two or three hours, you know, uh, say, same time for uh, same time as the show, but playing this. So tell us in the comments, do you prefer us continuing this very entertaining podcast which yes they are entertaining please share it and subscribe (laughs) yes i'm forcing it that's all right or if you prefer to see us middle-aged gamer get destroyed by teams of teenagers (laughs) because it's quite it's what's gonna happen
0: i don't know what you think for the podcast as well i've got the free time now so i'll be doing the podcast every week i'm thinking like my idea of the podcast has shifted it's because like for me i don't really get to talk about gaming a lot So for me, it might just be like like a hobby that I get to hang out with two, three, four guys and talk about games, even if we don't make any progress. And maybe that'll be it for the podcast. I I don't know what you think.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was just uh, thinking that we can also talk about video games to keep the the video or uh, the Apex game entertained when we all you know die repeatedly.
0: Oh yeah. No, just to to give a a thing as well. Yeah,
1: just to. Keep doing the podcast, but different format instead of just uh, talking with the background. You know, something like this, which Adam does very well, actually. He's, he's really uh. talented. Just having a, a video game in the background. So we play, we die, and we talk about video games. Sure. sure, sure so sort of
0: very much like a giant bomb. A few other sort of groups of people. What is that called? The yogi cast or yogurt cast? Uh, yoga yeah. cast. Uh, I can never remember what those guys.
1: In any case, it's not going to be one of these shows where the kids, you know, yell at each other, say, hey, you idiot, couldn't you see that guy? No, no, (laughs) I'm not that excited. I'll be, oh, I'm dead. So, yeah, well, that was fun. All right. So let's
0: talk about representation in video games. And one thing I was always going to ask you is games have always been very English focused, very English culture focused growing up in France. Did you ever wish there were more french games or games that
1: understood french culture it's really hard to say because how can i say as a french kid growing up we were extremely exposed to japanese culture everywhere it was manga anime everywhere so when we were playing games what we wanted to play was the cartoon we were watching dragon ball all of these and the problem when i was a kid on what you guys, one uh, the guys in the US called Genesis, and for me would be Mega Drive or Master System, so this kind of stuff. There was a lot of games in the in Japan which never made it either to the US or to the uh, Europe, PAL region. So, yeah, in terms of representation, it's hard because we wanted to have all these Asian games and we never got it. So instead, we had much more American American game, I would say, of um, american no it was japanese anyway but like we had a lot of street fighter and mortal Kombat when i was a kid we had a lot of football games sport games a lot more than now actually so in terms of representation it's really hard to say at least when i was a kid and uh, that's where like we were talking a bit you know before the show korean and i was like ah it's hard for me to talk about representation because i feel that You know, communities are usually well represented simply because uh, a lot of games now you have character, uh, like uh, you can create your character. You can create it black, yellow, red, uh, spotted green if you wish. You can create your character. And uh, even in Mass Effect, which was what, 12, uh, 15 years ago, if you want to play a femme shepherd and have a lesbian relationship, you could. But he mentioned, yes, but when is the last time you had the main character as a black guy? And i like, I can't recall. I recall a lot of black characters which were really fun. Was it not Street Fighter? Which one was it? With Eddie, the guy who does Capora, who's dance fighting. Anyway, maybe it was taken?
0: I, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember the specific game. It, I think it was taken.
1: Anyway, if I'm wrong, just tell. There was this, there was uh, Borderlands, you know, I love Borderlands, and there's uh, Sir Hallister Hamelock or yes. something like this. And I had the same reaction at Korean because I checked uh, on the Wikipedia page, you know, like famous uh, black character in game, I'm like, ah, huh? Hamlock was black? I don't recall that, but eh, apparently he is. so <laughs> I didn't notice that maybe my resolution wasn't as good. And uh, not only is Black, he's also gay with uh, Wainwright. And I really love the story, it's really cool. It was in Borderlands 3, I don't remember the DLC, like, really cool. So That was fun. There was also half, oh, of course, Barret in uh, FF7. I don't know why, when I think of gay in video games, usually I'm thinking of big, big guy like boxers uh, such as uh, Mike Tyson or even Holyfield, like uh, these heavyweight boxers, like Balrog in Street Fighter or Barrett in FF7 or like super tall muscular guy. Like, eh, don't mess with me. <laughs> so, well, it's one way to represent the black community, I guess.
0: Yeah, and, and like Antoine is mentioning all of this because it is Black History Month in the States. And generally speaking, it's like Black History Month for the world like going back to my question though so you've never felt a need to be represented in video games as a french guy
1: i'm a french white and technically catholic even though i don't go to the church every sunday <laughs> so i feel represented in a way france has never been a big video game country even though you have ubisoft uh, ubisoft in uh in lyon or um, this anyway We make the, you know, raving rabbits. So is it representative of the French culture? It's really hard to say. Like, we're crazy, yeah, definitely. Apart from that, yeah, now I don't feel the need to feel that me as a French is represented in there now. I think there's one game. uh, It's still the street fighter who try to to have one fighter of each country, which with um, each country kind of fighting, not method, but fighting, you know, like Japanese, French, I think there's the a guy, I don't remember his name, but he had he had MMA, like mixed martial arts, the Americans at the boxers, the Russian at Zangief, these kind of things. Yeah, I, again, as I said, hard topic for me to talk about, because I don't really feel the need to be represented, maybe white people are all over the place, and if they are not white, they are Asian, because there's a lot of game coming from Japan, so... Yeah, no, it's okay. I just uh, like my uh, my game to take me away to another world. That's why I like sci-fi. I like, you know, the Mass (laughs) Effect-like games. So I don't care if I play a robot or whatever. (laughs) That's fine for me as long as the story is cool. And, And that's,
0: I think, that's definitely like a perspective as well. Like when it comes to representation, for me, like when I was teaching programming and computer science to kids, I found. One of the biggest problems with computer programming and computer science and even like a visual coding and stuff is that, um, especially for young girls uh, out here in Taiwan, they like, they want to play games for some girls that are like cutesy, pink. Like when we're making games in class, they they don't want to make shooters. They want to make like dress up sort of stuff for some girls. And it's, I think a lot of gaming and it's come a long way. I I will say that much with like, Games like Animal Crossing, games like Stardew Valley, where it's, it's a, like a, a life simulator, The Sims, and that sort of stuff, where girls can get interested in gaming. But I think gaming is definitely still very much male dominated. You can see it on YouTube in terms of esports and streaming and that sort of stuff.
1: You have to delve into the world of mobile gaming, make it have a tablet, each of them, because, you know, of COVID and everything, they needed to have a tablet for teams and everything, you know, to do a home uh, school. So they both have a tablet. And if you take my son's tablet and my daughter's tablet, you know, that's uh, seven and ten, I can tell you the games are very different. And my girl's tablet is full of pink unicorns and dress up games and stuff like that.
0: I, I can believe that, but I think there's still not enough choices to keep. Like you and me, we've been lifetime gamers, right? Like, how many lifetime mm-hmm. female gamers do you know?
1: A few, but I might be a, a special case. Yeah, two, two, two or three, at least. I don't know any any
0: woman who still play games in there, like, we're close to 40, right? So, oh,
1: what for... I know, so the gamer girl I know are very much MMO players. Okay. I like started with Warcraft, and right now they're very heavily into FF14. and. And usually they play a lot of nintendo games yeah they are very much the, the two or three girls which are in my uh, free company ff14 they are nintendo uh, players and uh, mmo mmo mmo, MMO. <laughs> absolutely
0: so maybe yeah. it just might be circumstances where like you've met some and i've just despite moving around the world i've just don't know anybody my our age who
1: plays games that's it's just when i started 14 and I just uh, looked around the forums for a guild which looked a bit uh, weird and family-like, like me, you know, who doesn't mind having a plus 18 jokes around the forum. And I found this guild of people as crazy as I am. And I'm like, wow, oh, that's fantastic. And, and there happened to be a couple of girls in there, but I didn't specifically look for it, to be honest. Of course not.
0: Okay. This, this is such a huge topic. It could be so much said but we're going to move on to talk about some news and the first piece of news and the links will be in the show notes of a very sort of shorter show notes these days, but they will be in the show notes nonetheless. So this is on a website called distractify.com. It's a seven video games with black leads. You can play right now. The first one is Spider-Man miles Morales. You've probably heard about it from into the spider verse with the movie that came out. He was in there. We've probably heard about it from just the PlayStation five game. Also like, Anton mentioned this. We have... Yeah, like, you see, You've not played any of these, right?
1: No, I haven't played any of these. But as you mentioned, for Miles Morales, Into the Spider-Verse was fantastic. And I recently learned, maybe a bit late on this news, but that um, there will be a second a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. And I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I love the, that movie. It was very awesome. So cool. Yeah. The website mentions Telltale's The Walking Dead as well. Did oh, you play... Clementine. At the walking day,
1: the telltale series. I have watched it when I work and I, I'm not in a call with a client. I like to have a telltale series because you know, it's a narration type of story, so it's really easy to listen when I when I work. And uh, yeah, I do remember Clementine, and same as Hammerlock, I completely didn't remember she was black. When I was like, ah, bon, Clementine is all right, uh, I remember that she can be a lesbian, <laughs> but. Don't Remember, she was black, but fair enough. But yeah, no, it's uh, it was pretty good, especially the first season. The late, the latest season were a bit boring to be, honest. especially the one with uh, ah, what's the name of actually the black girl with a katana Michon, the Walking Dead Sir uh, episode. I found it a bit boring, but yeah, the Walking Dead is good for a presentation, at least, indeed.
0: All right, number three is uh, Deathloop. This is—I didn't realize
1: Arcane Studios was based in Lyon, France. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's a big studio in Lyon and a big studio in Montpellier.
0: Oh, I see. I didn't, because I always thought Arcane. I didn't know Arcane was based in France, but uh, yeah, that's cool. So, Deathloop—you can see from the picture uh, if you're looking at this article while you're listening to the podcast yeah the main character is black the the main boss lady is also black as well which is pretty cool number four is apex legends now adam's played apex and you guys can go back and watch videos of that because he does he improves a lot have you ever played apex no Mm
1: -hmm. never but i'm not surprised because apex is a battle royale so you need a wide range of character to attract as many players as you can so it's not surprising to have a black character in there is it cool at least?
0: that's very true yeah so apex yeah there's got to be there's it says there are two black female characters, one black male character, which I didn't know.
1: All right. Again, I'm not surprised. You need to attract as many people as you can to play your game. So represent them.
0: Of course. Yes. And then the Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. The lady's name is... El- oh, God, I can't pronounce this French name. Yeah. <laughs> <de> <laughs> anyway, French accession, uh, mid 1700s in Louisiana. I miss Assassin's Creed. I just haven't had time to play any since... Since what the the game in the Greece times, uh, Odyssey yes. Odyssey yeah. I played uh, a bit
1: of Black Flag, but just I never finished the game. Too much problem with the controllers. With the controls. Oh yes. Grand Theft Auto Five and that's famous. Dendaro
0: Trials of Fear, another very famous game that's out on Switch as well that I would like to try, but just again we are middle aged gamers. We have don't have that much time. Damn. Uh, exactly done let's move on to our next story so if you've probably seen this on youtube the evolve steam deck has been going out to reviewers evolve says it will ship out to regular people by the end of february this year and the impressions are looking good right it is i've seen some it is much bigger than the switch which is exciting uh, for me because we talked about this as well so you should go back look through our episode we talked about the the idea of the steam deck and the switch i remember antoine and adam I quite see the advantage, maybe, unless you your Has your opinion changed, Antoine, about the Steam Deck?
1: A little bit, but remind me the characteristic. We are talking about 8 inches screen, right? Between both OLED and... You said it's much bigger, but it's the same screen size between the OLED Switch and the Valve. No,
0: no, no so it, like, it, like, it's physically bigger. The screen Oh, looks yeah, oh, bigger, yeah. No, definitely. No, okay. It, it, it mm. doesn't mention the screen size here. I'm just oh. looking at the review.
1: Let, let's just um, go back there you and me both when we were kids we had a Game Boy and I am absolutely... I didn't biased. have a Game Boy but I wish oh, I did. <laughs> sorry about that no <laughs> so That's one of my first video Game Boy with Leaks Awakening so I'm not biased against mobile uh, gaming at least a mobile console at all I, I do like it, I just don't have the time right now but I have no bias against it. It's just that uh, Valve is a console where you play your triple a games which would be very good if you don't have a computer the two problems i find three problems i have with this first i saw the review apparently the haptic feedback is crap uh, maybe it's going to be corrected but it was an afterthought on the creation of the console and apparently it's terrible well, i didn't use this and To be honest, I don't have a PS5, so I don't really know what synaptic feedback feels like, so I'm not going to judge on this one. My issue is that I have a computer and a 27-inch screen, and very likely I'm going to buy another screen to have a a dual-screen setup. Why would I take a small mobile game when I can have like, a giant big screen with a real upgradable graphic card that's where i get that you want this kind of uh, console if you don't have a pc if you're a console player and you don't have a pc yeah okay fair enough that could be okay but for me and i guess for pc gamers what's the point maybe you to play when you take the bus to go to work covid and all we don't go to work at the moment at least we stay home yeah that's the size of the screen is an issue. The price is an issue. The price is a uh, was what, what seven hundred dollars something. Like no, this? dude.
0: It's the price is three ninety
1: nine. Or oh, for the basic version. But I'm sure there was several versions, right?
0: It just mentions with a starting price of just three ninety nine. U.S. Uh, three ninety nine. Oh, for sixty four so... gigabytes of storage. The only difference, basically, as you're going up is storage. So Mm -hmm. whatever the the next version is, 256 and the next version is 512.
1: So like a switch, say. You do have something which is two times the price of a switch, something like this, which is not upgradable in terms of storage. A switch, you take a micro USB card, put it in the back of your uh, console, and you can add 500 gigs of memory which is excellent i don't know if you can do that with a valve i don't think you can do that with a valve i think we talked about this before so that's memory is a big problem for me as well the price is an issue i still find it for mobile stuff Uh, here you really are in this mindset of what do i buy an xbox oh it does have a micro sd card i'm just
0: looking at the the picture right now
1: it does okay so that's a good point then uh Mea culpa, it's a good point. In in any case, just the price tag make it like you what do you buy? An Xbox or a, a PlayStation 5 or a Valve or a Chromebook for this price you can even buy a Chromebook if you want, I think. So you can you really compete against these guys? If you are if you Korean, if you have the choice between PlayStation Xbox or a mobile platform like Valve
0: you already know my answer It would be the valve because again it comes down to us being very different gamers is adam and you and i we talked about this i remember on that episode whereas for me i now that i'm I'm sitting in front of a chair working all the time in front of my pc i don't want to sit in front of a tv i want to lie in bed or lie on the sofa like a horizontal play my switch which is what i like or or even better play games and like like the performance like this plays devil may cry 5 60 frames per second at 1080p in my hands oh my god that is like a dream come true
1: (laughs) so if you have a choice between uh, the valve and a switch with all the nintendo exclusives
0: oh geez easily i will will go for the steam deck because like i have family sharing on and we mentioned this in the other episode as well it's like i have access to 700 games on my steam list
1: Okay, fair enough. Well, so
0: it's it's not even like I've been buying Switch games, <laughs> probably up to 60 or 70 Switch games. So 70 games or 700 games, it's Steam wins, of course.
1: So I'm mellowed down. I'm not as against it as I used to be. It's just that for me as a PC owner, I just can't go from this big 27-inch screen that I have to even if I can... You know, play on my bed, I just can't go back to, to a console like If I go back for a portable console, then I would like, I think I would go for a Switch. With, I wouldn't even play Zelda because Zelda would like to play it on a big screen. Some much smaller Tom kind of games. I, I really like, uh, on small screen, I want to play small games. That, that's just as easy as that. I don't want to play something with a story on a small screen. It's just me, I'm just spoiled. Maybe it's and again it just
0: comes down to personal preference. Like I, I got a switch as a main reason because there are lots of games on Steam that also come on the Switch, and I, I don't mind the screen and I like I really like the idea of playing in bed or playing on the couch because I don't travel anywhere like you mentioned because of COVID. I like like when I went to South Africa. Many years ago, when I first got my Switch and I played, I got to play Switch games like literally just on my mom's couch, and, and that was wonderful. And I like the idea of separating, like, I have 4K, I have a 3070 Ti, so I play games at 4K, 60 FPS. I'm not going to be playing the Division 2 on my Steam Deck, but what I will be playing is all this like Pixel Audi stuff, all these strategy games that I don't really care about how it looks. But pretty much anything Mm. where I don't need a mouse and keyboard, I will be buying a Steam Deck for that in the future. Not this year, but probably at some point in the future when I feel like there's a a game that I really want to play on a Steam Deck. Then I will say, okay, goodbye, Nintendo Switch. Or I probably won't say goodbye, but I will say, put you in the box, Nintendo Switch, and I'll be buying a Steam Deck that time.
1: Actually, yeah, you put the finger of something I haven't thought about it. Steam games are usually made for pc which means it's usually made for a uh, keyboard and mouse so that means that in this case you need to go to a pad which could work for certain games of course like the tails of would work very well this kind of rpg would work very well point and click wouldn't work much and everything which is fps where you have to point and shoot wouldn't work extremely well you if you tried to shoot with a pad and try to shoot with mouse and keyboard, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's a world of difference. Don't you think the Steam Deck would be a bit suffering from the fact that... No. I'm, I'm thinking of they would be suffering from the fact that they don't have the key, mouse and keyboard advantage. But again, as I said, if you buy a Steam Deck, it's because you don't have a computer, so you don't really already know the feeling of a mouse and keyboard. But, you know, when I was thinking of a Steam, a Steam Deck, is your Steam library. That's not true. It's your Steam library optimized for the bad. So that means a few games are left out.
0: Certain games, yes. But from reading the article, it's, it's the majority of your Steam game. Basically, everything can run on there. Some games are optimized for it. Some games, basically, everything can run on there. If it's in your Steam library, you can play it. It's just that some games are optimized for your Steam Deck, meaning it looks better, it runs better, it has imp- sort of optimization for battery life.
1: Yeah, okay, I understand, but uh, I was really here talking about gameplay. If you have a game which is really made for computer with mouse and keyboard, w- would it run, won't, uh, won't it ruin your experience when you play it on Steam Deck because you don't have you know, like the smooth feeling, or like you feel like you're driving a massive tanker when you try to move your... Or crosshairs or something like this. I don't know. I think I, I need to see some review about this. But so I think Have some a look. Games, yeah, some games we suffer from the change. Indeed.
0: Indeed. Okay. So that is the Steam Deck. Again, this article will be linked down below. And then I think we can skip the last story. The gaming restaurant story is interesting, but doesn't really I think need to be said. So, you said this your next game is going to be Horizon. So, when is
1: for uh, Adam's birthday? And I when is Adam's birthday? I think it's just, uh, I, I, I don't want to say something silly, but I think it's just after Valentine's. Oh, so like
0: next week. So, I mean, then you're just not going to I play think... anything this week or the rest of this week?
1: Oh, no, but again, I started a new job and uh, I'm working 24 7 at the moment. So, <laughs> like, really, uh, when I I was playing Far Cry just to cool off, and uh, and that's why I finished the game. It's because really because I needed to stop thinking.
0: Ah, I understand. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to be. So then you'll just be, be working until Forbidden West comes out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't think I'm going to play any. And even if I play something that's going to be some very small game like uh, Star Sector or something that you can. What is star? star Sector? Ah, yeah. if you don't know, then I really recommend that you you try. It's a small game that you can heavily mod. Uh, I, I actually I talked about it in the hidden gems. If you go back a couple of oh, episodes okay. or podcast back, I, I mentioned it in the hidden gems. It's a small game that you can or oh, RimWorld, you know? Yes, yes. Same kind of uh, of concept in the way that you can uh, quickly start a game, play two or three days and uh, close it out with a big smile and uh, reopen it maybe next year just because you have some time to, to look.
0: Lo- okay. have to go back and, and listen to that. Okay. Uh, just for me, uh, more Division 2 until I, I finish the 100-floor stuff. And there's a whole bunch of... I missed a year's worth of DLC. And then <laughs> have to wait and see what is coming out. I have to look at my, because I have, okay, I've gotten old, I have to like a list of games to play because I have so many games. I'm like, what should I be playing next? <laughs> and then I want to play Rift Breaker as well. Is, is something that I picked up on last year, December on the Steam sale. That is like the ARPG base building game that I did really well. So I want to give that a try at some point uh, when I get tired of the division.
1: Okay. And don't you have the Slime Rancher too at some point as well?
0: Yes, yes, that is a game I will be buying. I still need to finish Slime Rancher 1. Actually, yes, you're a good. I need to write that down to put that on the list, Slime Rancher.
1: Coming out soon, too.
0: Yes, I those are like <laughs> I kickstarted 3 like farming style games for this year that I don't think cuz from my point, I know all of them are suffering because of covid, so I don't expect them to come out mm-hmm. in 20 like the full release. I know the alphas and betas will be out this year but i I don't expect a full release for any of those games until next year yeah
1: okay you got
0: any idea what you want to talk about next week
1: Uh, i wanted to talk really about the future of the show and what kind of format we should do to get uh, the subscription up because as a reminder right now we are at 905 say something like this uh, subscribers on youtube and at 1000 we do a special so we need to see how to bring the extra 100 subscribers we are missing. Do we change the podcast to uh, a team playing game? Do we? What do we do, basically? So I was thinking of maybe a, a show like this, which would be more like a brainstorming session. Would that be interesting to see, to listen to? Or is it something we do off and we actually do a real theme next week? Maybe we can do Valentine's Day games as well it will be the right type for that so oh yeah know. yeah, right,
0: yeah let, can... let's put it as a let's put it as a brainstorming show because we have had those kind of shows before and and we can see how it goes and we can okay. brainstorm next week and then if adam's maybe not against if he's against brainstorming we can do the valid hands show as a backup
1: of course yeah and uh, maybe you can try to get a feel if someone can wake him up
0: <laughs> yes we have to see all right, man. Thank you very much for your time. And then uh, we will chat to you next week sometime. Certainly. Thanks for leading this show, Korean. Very nice no to
1: have you back on the problem.
0: show. It is nice. And then it's because I am doing the lazy way of <laughs> editing and stuff. I was saving us time. I should say it would be a better way, but we'll see. All right, everyone. Thanks right. for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, share, comment, tweet. We're gonna try. We're gonna figure out a plan for social media again because I was talking to Antoine before the beginning of the show. I know a lot of you guys depended on the social media for listening, so we need to figure out a strategy for that as so well. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. All right, guys. Chat to you later. That's all we have time for, folks. Please don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share on social media. We are trying to build the best possible community out there. We want to create a home for people just like you. You can find Middle Age Gaming on YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Gmail, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in to Adam and Phil's stream to have a chat with them. See you later!